Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Happy holidays from your friends at Podcast One. Hi, everyone. It's Becca from The Lady Gang. We wanted to say thank you to all our advertisers for their support this year. We couldn't do it without you. Have a very happy holiday season. Hey, this is Adam Parola. I want to thank you for listening this year and have a happy and safe holiday. Hi, it's Barbara Boxer wishing you a happy new year. And this is Nicole. Yeah, and we're wishing you a happy holiday. Hey, everyone. It's Tina Shea from Shenanigans. Just wishing you all happy holidays and a very happy new year. Hey, guys, it's Nas and Nadia from Ladies Like Us. We want to wish our listeners a very happy holiday and say thank you to all our advertisers who support our show. We could not do it without you. Happy holidays. Hey, it's Heather and Terry Dubrow. Hello. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Chuck, I know you love being sent. No, I am Santa. Yeah. All day, every day. Happy holidays. Hey, everyone. It's Kayla Bristow from Off the Vine Podcast wishing you a very happy holiday season and thank you for all of your support this year. Tis the season of giving. And we know you're looking for gifts for your family and friends right now. So check out our amazing sponsors who bring you showmance every week for free. Give us your ears. And they'll give you awesome deals. And we will give you more of the content you love. Hey, it's Heidi Pratt. I just want to thank all of our amazing sponsors for making this show possible and every that they do so we can have this free podcast you guys every week so thank you so much to all of our awesome sponsors we love you and we really love all your products so thank you hey everybody steve austin here and i want to wish you a very happy holiday season and a happy new year and that's the bottom line five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. So we close the book on the 2010s. Goodbye. A new decade is upon us. 2020. And there's no better time for self-reflection. To decide how we can become better, more well-rounded human beings. But for Dan, it's an impossible task. I mean, what do you improve upon? Perfection? Certainly not his silky smooth jumper. Uh-oh, jumper. Ah! Nor his incredible interviewing skills. Dan Patrick does it perfect. I guess he could be a little better about acknowledging how wonderful he truly is. I got a Marconi over there for the radio host of the year, and I got some Emmys around here. But I don't want to talk about me. (laughs) But ultimately, 2020 will again be the year of the Dan Patrick Show. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. How many days can you say Happy New Year? Or is it the end of the week and then we're done? This is the Dan Patrick Show. Everybody, it's Jason McIntyre and Rob Parker in for Dan Patrick and the Danettes this morning on the Dan Patrick Show. Rob Parker, how was your New Year? Uh, very good, Jason. How about you? Everything was, was cool. Excellent. Yeah, I had you a had great the time. kids. Did the kids stay up? Actually, no. The wife and kids left me. They went east to visit uh, my Family? wife's families. Yeah, so I was flying solo. Got a hall pass. So you were doing? Uh, I can't imagine what you were doing then with the family out of town. Living it up. I was preparing for the Colin Cowherd show. I hosted that yesterday, this morning. You and I, Dan Patrick, 
Rob Parker, we never stop grinding. No, no, no. I've, I've always been a grinder my whole life. Yeah, it's all about work, right? It is about work. Work, 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 work. <laughs> uh, so but we got, it is great to be yeah. on the Dan Patrick Show. It is, morning. once again, yeah. So a lot of news today, uh, January 2nd, and there's already a ton going on in the sports world. Um, Rob, did you watch any bowl games yesterday? Uh, yeah, bits and pieces. Yeah? Bits and pieces. I did. It, it, it didn't have the same gravitas that it did, say, 10, 15 years we ago, We already right? know. They yeah. killed it because... TV killed the bowl game. Yeah, just too many bowl games. It's not special. January 1st, I hate to sound like, hey, you kids, get off my lawn, guy. But you know what I mean. It doesn't have the same feel. It's just way too many bowl games. I always say it's like this. It's like, you know, you love ice cream, Right. And then all of a sudden you start working at the ice cream factory. Guess what? <laughs> you don't like ice cream. You don't like ice cream as yeah. much. You just don't. It's funny. I watched some players for Alabama suit up yesterday, and I was a bit surprised. Jerry Judy, he's going to be a top 10 pick, top 15 pick. He's playing. He killed Michigan. And then, uh, you know, the uh, the telecast starts talking about Tua Tungavailoa. Gesundheit. The, the Alabama quarterback who I have enjoyed watching greatly at Alabama, and I wish him well in the NFL and then the broadcast talks about there's a chance two is going to return to Alabama for one more year, and I'm like, this is a joke, right? What are these guys doing? What are they promote trying to promote Alabama yes, and college football? Yes, that's what they do. You know, that's what it's all about. Telling these kids they should come back. He already got hurt in college. You want to come back twice again and get what? You want to get hurt again? And if you if you're going to be drafted and you have a a, a situation where some, someone is going to take you and you have nothing else to prove, I don't understand why you would even think about going back. And I think after uh, Nick Saban said something about uh, his decision, Tua tweeted, right, that he, he gave the date that he would make an announcement. Unbelievable that he's even got to think about this or make an announcement. Right. I, I feel like, Rob, it's media malpractice to advise Tua or say, hey, maybe he should return to school. There is a litany. Of reasons that Tua should never set foot on the Alabama campus again unless it's in the summer and he wants to get his degree. And, and you know what? Here's another one. Perfect example. During the bowl games, guys who sit out, who know they're going to be drafted in the NFL, right? Why would you play? I'm not talking about a national championship game, but if you're playing in some meaningless bowl game. Which why, is 98%. Right? Yeah. Why would you play? I wouldn't play. There's, you gain nothing. And we've seen guys get their knees torn up or get hurt or injured playing in a meaningless bowl game before uh, they have a chance to be drafted. So I, I, I'm totally with once you know your stock is set and you're going to be drafted, uh, you get out of that. If I had a guy who didn't want to play in a national championship game, I'd have a problem with that. The idea that right? Tua – yeah, 100%. The idea that Tua might have lost $20 million because of this hip injury is total balderdash. They're just people are just throwing out numbers that don't make sense. Rob, this idea that Tua could fall to twenty or twenty fifth in the draft, I guess nobody watches the NFL, do they? Do they realize how bad some of these quarterbacks are in the league? This is unbelievable. The media malpractice that these guys are doing, saying, "Well, Tua should stay." No, he shouldn't. This is a open and shut decision, Rob Parker. Well, here's some uh, sound from Tua back uh, in early December. Let's take a listen. You think of risk-reward on, you know, coming back. You think of risk-reward on leaving. When I kind of look at it, I, I look at it, if I come back, the risk is, you know, what if I get hurt again? But the reward could be, 
you know, maybe I jump back to the top of the charts, you know, on, on the boards, you know, for all these teams. Now you look at the other side of the spectrum, if I leave, oh, the risk is do I still go in the first round or, you know, do I even make it to the second round? These guys don't even know, you know, if I can play with, you know, the hip injury yet, too. And then, you know, I'd say the reward and all of that is, you know, yeah, I'll be getting paid millions, but, I mean, a lot of the money that I could have made, you can't make that money up now. You know, and so that'd be me leaving money on the table. But then at the same time, I still got to talk, you know, with my family about all of this, see what their input is, and, you know, now is not the time to be making emotional decisions, but now you got to change into thinking as a businessman. You know, you got to make business decisions, and it's just going to be a business decision we'd have to make um, as a family. But you know, my parents would tell you, you know, it it end up coming down to my decision. That was an interview he had with ESPN back in early oh December. My God. Who's telling him this stuff? I don't okay, know. so let's it's be clear too to hear like a how old is he? 21. 21. He's talking about leaving money on the table. Look, money where, on the where, there's no, that, That's that false. From? That is I a know. false narrative. There's I, no I, money I, being left on the table. So let me just start here. Right. Okay? This, Last year, do you remember Oregon? Money being left on the table is you had a guaranteed contract. You opt out of it. Yeah. That's money that's you just money. left, yeah, right? Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then something happened. Colin Kaepernick had a, a contract. He said, I'm out. I want to test the market. That's right. leaving money on the table. Absolutely. Okay. So let's go back to last year. Justin Herbert was the Oregon quarterback. Okay. Very good player. He's a top 10 pick. Okay. He's not going one. It was going to be Darnold or Baker. But without question, Justin Herbert was going to be a top 10 pick. Justin Herbert says, I want to stay at Oregon. I want to win a national title and improve my draft stock. Justin Herbert got passed. Okay. By Joe Burrow. Nobody had heard of Joe Burrow last year. Tua needs to understand that every year in this draft process, you know, the NFL is obsessed with shiny new things, okay? The latest, the newest. The new hey, hotness. Man, yeah, you've been around you know for that. 25 games. People have watched you. That's great, but the new guy. Oh, my gosh, he's so, oh, the upside. You know, we don't, listen, the kid uh, who was quarterbacking Ohio State, Justin Fields, okay? He was an awesome freshman with Georgia, barely played. This year with Ohio State, he looked incredible. How do we know he's not going to make a jump and do even better next year? Well, the idea that Tua could imp- improve his stock and get better, he ain't going ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Let's just end that nonsense right now. Trevor Lawrence is 100%, assuming he's breathing next year, the number one pick in the draft in 2021. That's a lock. Tua's not passing him. Well, unless he gets hurt, right. No, no, even with an injury. That guy, the potential of him I get is it. off but the you, charts. But I'm just saying, you don't know what kind of injury he could have that, that uh, would, would make it people. It would have to be a massive, that's what I just massive. Said. I just said a barring an injury. Like he's out for a year or two. Yeah, that's all. Barring an injury, I agree with you. Uh, it, it is um, interesting that uh, it would really be, I'm with you, like, like he's really contemplating this. Like maybe he's trying to just hold his, his cards close, but he probably made up his decision that he's going to leave. I, I would mean, hope so. Right? Now, listen, Nick, that would, that would if just Nick be... Saban gets involved here, we know the history of Nick Saban and his players, right? He grinds them to the bone in college, gets everything out of them, and then, Rob, they go to the NFL, and what happens? They underperform. All, this happens to a lot of Alabama guys, man. I mean, you could start with Trent Richardson, okay? he Look at the Trent Richardson carries and what Saban did to him and all the defensive guys. They had great college careers, Rob. They get to the NFL. This doesn't look like the same guy. Yeah, because you were grinding them to the bone at Alabama so you could win national titles. 
Uh, and that's Nick Saban's job as a college football coach. Right. He ain't worried about yeah. it. Uh, he doesn't know about it. He don't the, care about Tua's upside. Exactly. Yeah. It's, he trotted him out there when they were up by 30-plus points, and then Tua gets his hip all torn up. And you got to uh, – that that's a situation there where even with the uh, – you got to be careful because – Shouldn't you speak up for yourself and be like, am I, why am I going back in a game we're up 30? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, there's, I, I, in a game that was over. Game is over. At halftime. And, and you wonder why he's even out there. We've seen it happen where coaches lose sight of that when a game is un, uh, is already settled. That's all. Already settled. Yeah. I, I, I just – it worries me when people start saying Tua, he could slide. That is complete and utter nonsense, Okay. Look at the top. I did a Fox Sports has me do a mock draft for the NFL because people love it, and I'm a geek about the draft. Tua is without question the second or third best quarterback prospect in this draft. There's Burrow, there's Justin Herbert, and there's Tua. And I have heard Tua be compared to, if if he's healthy, his high upside, his IQ, he's a left-handed Drew Brees. At his ceiling, at his absolute ceiling, that's what Tua can be. Would yeah. you agree that he's... A huge upside guy? Well, it looks like that. Um, I, I just always – you see in college, too, a lot of great college quarterbacks who don't pan out. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's going to be one of those guys, and with the injury, I don't know. But I could see why somebody would want to take a chance on a guy who, when he was healthy and you looked at his talent, I'm I'm with you. Sir. You would say, wow, I, I, this guy is – I can't miss. He looks like that kind of player. But we've seen so many guys, and so do, do I doubt that someone would take a chance on him from his resume? No, I don't doubt and it. And let's not forget. Even, even hurt. Let's not forget, Rob, that the NFL clock, you want to get to the league as quick as possible so you can get that second big contract. Rookie contracts are capped. You're slotted in. Your second contract, that's the big one. That's what you play for. Why risk another year of injury in college? Why not just get the clock started? And, Rob, don't even get me started on this last note that nobody's talking about. An NFL work stoppage in 2021. There's a good chance that happens. Google work stoppage. No, no, no. NFL 2021. The players are fighting for a lot of stuff. And they have to because they've been taken to the woodshed so often in negotiations. If they don't stand up for themselves this time, you know what I mean? Like, like they've never had the solidarity to really fight the owners, and that's why the owners have such a advantage over the players. Uh, in the NFL, not in yeah. other leagues, but in the NFL. Yeah. And this is the one that they finally have to fight, especially when you talk about health care and different stuff. So I think yeah. that there is definitely yeah. a chance that uh, there could be a work stop. Tua, we're fans of his work, right? I'm a big fan. Yeah, no, I enjoy no. watching him. Tua, uh, listen, you haven't what asked is, us what for is advice. There, what is there not to like? Exactly. What is there not to like? If he's asking us for advice. And you know me, I can find something. I but see. I'm telling you in this case, I can't. Yeah, Tua, run. Don't walk. To the NFL. All right, coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show, he's Rob Parker. I'm Jason McIntyre. All right, so, um, you know, Rob and I, we've done this show together a bunch of times now, and we love to go back and forth and get heated, and it's fun. Um, Rob has a theory on Jim Harbaugh that I just, I need to set him straight about, because, you know, Rob, I'm sorry, buddy, you're, you're wrong. We'll talk about that next. Jim Harbaugh here. On the Dan Patrick Show, I'm Jason McIntyre. He's Rob Parker. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. 
All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's Geico.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Back here on the Dan Patrick Show, Jason McIntyre, Rob Parker in for Dan Patrick and his crew. I'm just going to preface this by saying, guys, I'm concerned for Rob Parker on Jim Harbaugh. I'm just going to start right there. Rob Parker. You have to be concerned. Rob Parker, hater, uh, hater in the house. It ain't a uh, hater in the house. When you get paid top dollar to change a, an organization, a, a football program, and you don't deliver, then people should call you out. Okay, if Jim out. Harbaugh was anybody else. Anybody else, not a Michigan man, not the guy, former quarterback for the Wolverines and all the other stuff. Anybody else would have been run out of Ann Arbor by now. Okay. Anybody all else. Right. All right, let's back up. The Dan Patrick Show is brought to you by Mercedes AMG Driving Performance. I'm Jason McIntyre. He's Rob Parker. And um, let's, Rob, back up when you said don't deliver, okay? Jim Harbaugh has been in Ann Arbor for five seasons. He has three 10 win season against two. Tell me, tell me what is delivering. Uh, he's 0 and 5 against Ohio State yep. rival. 0 and 5, 1 and 10 as an underdog. So that means he never upsets anybody. Yep. When he's supposed to lose, he loses. Yes, he's 4 and 9 against his rivals. They're now 1 and 4 in bowl games, including losing four straight. Four straight. Okay, tied with Lloyd Carr for the second most. And uh, in Michigan history, and he's one shy of the school record of five consecutive bowl, bowl losses by Bo Schembechler from 1975 to 1979. Mm. When he came to Michigan, he came there with the idea that they were going. He was going to turn around the program, get them back in the hunt. They've not been in 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 close to making into the uh, Final Four and the and the bowl playoff. Right. right? That's what Jim Harbaugh was supposed to do. Brady Hoke was the, Brady Hoke had the same resume I just read off. Oh, he would have been run out on the rail way before five he years. He was run out because guess how many top ten, ten win seasons Brady Hoke had? Yeah, but no, he but, had one. But Jim Harbaugh had three. But so this stop. is my point. No, I cannot no, invoke no. Brady Hoke's name. That here, is in, that's wrong. Here's the other Actually one. incorrect. Here's the other one. No, it's not. My point is that he was supposed to be better than that. He is. And, no, winning ten games against nobody. He beats the nobody. He's in the Big Ten. Wins the best the conference game. in America this Le- year. Last year. At, right, Ryan Day, everybody was like, okay, Urban Meyer's finally gone from Ohio State. Ohio State comes to Michigan, to the big house, and gets run out of their own gym by, by Ryan Day, the first-year coach there at Ohio Ryan State. Ryan Day is winning okay. with Urban Meyer's players the and year, he's doing a hell of a job. The year before, Michigan was having a better season, and they went to Ohio State, and they got their, and they got their hats handed to them. That was bad. He's Terrible. Some, that's undeniable. Okay, he's had some bad Ohio State losses. Here's the other part. All right, the top four highest-paid coaches. Yep. Dabo Sweeney, Sweeney. $9 million, 9.3. He's earned it. Nick, he's got a dynasty. Nick Saban, 8.7. 
Uh, okay, I had eight. He's points, earned it. But, yep. Okay, right. Championships. Yep. Jim Harbaugh, seven point five zero. Jimbo Fisher, seven point five. He's won a national championship at, at Florida State. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. but I'm just saying. My point is. Everybody up there with the big cheese has won a national championship except for Jim Harbaugh. Well, number five, Kirby Smart, $6.8 no title. I'm giving you the top four here that he's involved in. All I'm saying is they've all won except for Jim Harbaugh getting paid off a reputation of being this great coach even when he was in San Francisco. They didn't win the the Super Bowl, and and I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but he hasn't won the big game. In Michigan, Ann Arbor, I, for people to accept this by Jim Harbaugh, that they're 0-5 against their their arch rival in Ohio State is is unbelievable. And the other stat, Rob G, do you remember what was it? Um, Against top 15 teams, against top 15 teams on the road, they're like 0-16, including 0-10 by Jim Harbaugh. So they don't they don't beat anybody. That's that's just my point. There, it's- he reminds me of a pizza delivery guy who doesn't deliver and makes too much dough. That's what Jim Harbaugh is. Wow. Rob Parker going in on Jim Harbaugh. All right, let, let's back up a little bit. So you said he didn't win the big game in, in San Francisco. He lost in the Super Bowl. I'm counting here, okay? This is how many years without the playoffs the 49ers had before Jim Harbaugh got there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight years for the 49ers, no playoffs. Jim Harbaugh arrives. Arrives. 13 and 3. 11 and 4. 12 and 4. Okay? Jim Harbaugh won. He's a winner. No, That's he's what he not. He no, just, he's not. I just Stop told it. you. The 49ers did it's nothing not before he got there that. for eight years. It's not about that. It's, it's not, not about got, winning. Okay, you got to finish winning. the job. Was Marv Levy? Marv Levy never won a Super Bowl. So Marv Levy's what? A loser? He's a bum? He went to four straight. He has a dubious distinction. He's an all-time here's, great coach. Here's my point. No, it, no, you need to stop that. No one ever mentions Marv Levy as an all-time great coach because he never won. If you they get, don't. They, they, don't tell me you wouldn't name him if I asked you to name me the top five coaches in the history of the NFL. No, well, not Marv top Levy, five. Why not? Not top five. Why not? He went to four Super Bowls. He's a great coach. No, he's, he's not, not top great. Five. I would say he's probably top 12, top 10, 12 coaches why, in why? NFL history. And he went to four straight Super Bowls. Nobody's done that. Why so don't you consider him? Okay, so because he hasn't won. With your argument for Dak Prescott, you love that he's available. He never gets hurt. He's always playing. Who is that? You. No, no, you I'm say not. that when we were on Undisputed. You love Dak and his availability. Is that not Chris Broussard, Rob G? Please tell him I'm not a Dak guy. Dak doesn't win. He doesn't, he doesn't you, win. Okay, so my argument with Dak was he's not a great quarterback. Okay? With Marv Levy and Jim Harbaugh, they are great. These guys, if you, so what? So, Rob, basically for you is if you're not first place, you're last. Is that your argument? No, that at some point during your career, you got to win the big game. That's my point. To be considered amongst the greats. The reason you don't mention Jim Kelly as a as an all time great quarterback is he because is. no no you don't he's not top no, ten all time in the history of NFL. It's about winning. Winning does matter. You you can't tell me that, and that's what I'm saying. Jim Harbaugh was brought there to get them in. Not to talk about Michigan's relevant again. Michigan has been doing the same thing forever. This storied franchise, storied program has one okay. national championship. 1997, which was shared. Yeah, 97, back before the SEC. Back before the SEC mattered. The SEC was not a factor in 97. Now, they got a statue of him. He never won a national championship. But, okay, so Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. And that's why nobody considers him the greatest quarterback The NFL just did the top 10 quarterbacks all time. Dan Marino's in there. Troy Aikman's not. He's got a bunch of Super Bowls. 
Dan Marino's considered a better quarterback by these NFL panel of mostly, all these guys. Mostly because he had that season back then. And I give him credit where he threw for 5,000 yards when people weren't throwing for that amount of yards. So Dan Marino was a great quarterback. But I'm telling you, winning does matter. Of course it matters. It does. And, and Jim I'm just Harbaugh has him won. He's won. He has three 10-win seasons. That's more. Hold on. He has, Jim Harbaugh has three 10-win seasons in five years in Michigan. His two predecessors, Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez, had one 10-win season. He's winning. Now, listen, he under timeout, Rob. Timeout. I let you bash Jim Harbaugh. Okay? Jim Harbaugh's won more than the two previous coaches, Brady Hoke and Rich Rod. If you think Jim Harbaugh's not a winner and he's a bum and you want to kick him to the curb, fine. But just know you're going to be replacing him with somebody like Brady Hoke or Rich Rod who won way less than Jim Harbaugh. I just I just think that the standards for where, where people are at Michigan is ridiculous. You didn't pay him to be the third highest paid coach to have 10 straight losses versus top 15 teams on the road. He can't beat anybody. Where's the big upset of, of going last year to Ohio State, right, and winning that Bad game? Loss, undeniable. Okay, don't tell me that. that. There's no way people thought they were going. And not only did they lose, uh, Ohio State hung a sixty, hung it sixty was a on them. Bad loss, embarrassing beatdown. Okay, that's Jim Harbaugh still still wins ten games, and, and that's the barometer. The old barometer used to be get to a bowl game, but now there's fifty bowl games or whatever. Who cares? Ten win seasons is a really good benchmark for a coach. And Jim Harbaugh's delivered. I realize. Why are they paying him $7.5 million? I'll tell you why, Rob. Because Michigan's desperate for relevance. And guess what Jim Harbaugh's brought them? Relevance. Nah, they are agree. on the game of the week on Fox every week. They have the Jordan brand. The Michigan brand is stronger thanks to Jim Harbaugh. If you want to toss all that in the can just so some guy can come in here and beat Ohio State, no, look the damn do. How about getting into the national championship playoff? How about that? That's what, that I, would be that's great. what I want. Michigan supposedly this program, and they accept uh, – and how about if he just wins the Big Ten for a change? How that about that? also would be nice. I mean, five years? Seriously. Ryan Day just showed up. He had a cup of coffee and a sweet roll. He's winning with I don't care. It's not automatic. It's not automatic all the time when you get a new coach in. So all I'm saying is he came along. Everybody thought that Jim Harbaugh was going to run the Big Ten now that that, uh, Urban Meyer left and went to Fox. That was what the talk was, and it it didn't happen. That's all I'm saying. I will say Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. He has had a very good run at Michigan, but he has not. He has not delivered in the big game. That's fair. But, but, but okay, so but Rob, I don't, I don't mean where you, are I you on Jim Harbaugh? So I'll, you say he sucks and they should fire him? Is that what you're saying? I don't believe he deserves any of the money he's getting paid, the, the level of money he's getting paid because he hasn't delivered for them. And if I was Michigan, I, I would take a look. I don't know what his contract status is. I, I'm just saying Jim Harbaugh hasn't gotten the job okay. done. That, All right, so that's well, what if I'm you want to bounce Jim Harbaugh, you got to come with a name well, but, but I'm that not, you're going to replace him with. Of course you have to do that, you know. You got you got to have uh, take a look at that. I'm not a college football guy. There might be somebody out there yeah. who can get them to the next just level, recap, just like in San Francisco. Rob Parker hates Jim Harbaugh. I don't hate. What you saying? That? He's overpaid. I, I don't even know him like that. I don't know him to say. I hate I'm him. just saying Jim Harbaugh has three ten win seasons. He's done a very good job. He has not won the big game. It's been a disappointment. And he needs to win I'm more. Sorry. So coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show, no, joining yeah. us right now, actually. Is Dan Wolken, who knows a little bit about college he football. Knows more than Maybe I do. he can give you a name, Rob. But Dan Wolken, uh, USA Today, he was, I believe, at the Rose Bowl yesterday, Dan? No, no, I was not at the Rose Bowl. I'm 
Playoff focused at this point. Playoff focused. Okay. Yeah, because that's what matters, obviously. All right, Dan, you heard Rob bashing Jim Harbaugh. What do you mean bashing? Let's hear, let's hear Dan Wilkins' thoughts on Jim Harbaugh. Um, and, and listen, Dan, do you, do you want to get him fired? Do you want him out of town, out of Ann Arbor? Well, I think Michigan should be careful what they wish for about Jim Harbaugh because the program overall is way better than it's been at any time since the Lloyd Carr era. And a lot of things in college football have changed since then. And the reality for Michigan in 2020 is that it's it's not an elite program. It's a very good program. It's a place you can win. But the amount of recruiting you have to do at Michigan, if you're going to really compete with an Ohio State, with an Alabama, you know, I think institutionally Michigan feels like they're kind of above the fray. They're, you know, holier than thou, and that's fine. Uh, but if you're going to be kind of, hey, we're the academic standard school and stuff like that, well, you know, then then this is about as good as you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think Harbaugh's done a lot with what he's uh, been given. It'd be nice if he beat Ohio State every once in a while. That's certainly true. But uh, I really think there's a lot of guys who, who would do worse at Michigan than Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, so uh, Dan Wolk in USA Today. Jim I just Harbaugh. don't think he should be the third highest paid coach for what? They're, well, not, I, even in the, they're not even in the uh, uh, playoff uh, conversation. Well, that I mean, was what I, I was going to ask you, Dan. That, that's the part Rob's that, beefing with the uh, Jim Harbaugh's $7.5 million salary. Your thoughts on that? Well, I just don't really care how much people get paid as far as, as those coaches uh, because – the market is is what it is. I mean, I think there's an overall issue that we can look at and say, you know, hey, uh, these guys overall make too much money. Uh, th- there's too much guaranteed money. It's too hard to get out of these contracts. But Harbaugh, the reason he went there instead of taking another NFL job is because they paid him a lot of money. Uh, they paid him market value. I mean, there's qu- things you can quibble with in his tenure about developing quarterbacks. The offensive coordinator situation has been kind of up and down, although I think they finally have, have settled into something with Gaddis that, that could work. But, yeah, I, look, the money, yeah, he makes a lot of money. You know, there's a lot of guys who make a ton of money who, who don't deliver as much as, as Jim Harbaugh has. So I, that, to me, isn't the issue. I, I think there's some things they need to fix in the program. I think their recruiting could, could probably be a little bit more dynamic. But uh, overall, I, I – I just don't think you should complain too much. Yeah, I I'm just, with you, Dan. Yeah, I'm, I just can't. I, I I think Jim Harbaugh has uh, pulled the wool. I know he's a favorite son and a Michigan man, <laughs> but boy, I just cannot believe that when you look at some of the some of the stats uh, of the numbers: zero and five against Ohio State, one and ten versus uh, as an underdog, four and nine against rivals, one and four in bowl games, including four straight uh, when they play. That he's lost 10 straight versus top 15 on the road. I mean, how are any of those numbers any good for him to be worth the be the, the third highest paid coach in college football? That, Dan, that's they're that, not. They're not good. None they're, of those, those numbers, numbers are, are good. good. None of them. There's no doubt about it. It's just okay. He leaves, or, or you fire him. Well, well, then what? Who's who's the slam dunk guy who's going to change that? And Michigan. I mean, Michigan's a great school, great brand. Uh, it's certainly a place that, that is attractive to recruits, but they are not set up the way Ohio State set up. They're not set up the way Clemson set up. So that's to me the, the bigger question is, you know, can you attract the kind of talent there to consistently compete uh, w- with the best elite programs in the country? And because you're not getting those players from in state anymore, there's very few in Michigan. 
Uh, and, and you're not the only school in the state either. So you've got to go nationwide. You've got to recruit the South. It's, it's not easy. It's yeah. a tough sled at Michigan. Great points. We're talking with Dan Wilkin, USA Today Sports. Uh, all right, Dan, we opened the show talking about Tua Tungavailoa. And this idea that he should stay in school, uh, this is crazy to me. Um, that's not. There's no chance of this, is there? Yeah, I, I think it's idiotic. I mean, if he wants to stay in school for another year, because he loves being in college and or he doesn't think he's ready to go be a pro or whatever it is, uh, fine. You know, people can make their own decisions. But if it's because he thinks, like, there's some great risk in entering this draft, I, I think that's I think that's really dumb. Um, two is going to be a high pick in the draft. And now whether he's top three, top five, top ten, I, I don't know. But quarterbacks are so highly valued, even if somebody's hurt. I mean, again, unless the medicals are just so disastrous for him, at which point I'm not sure another year would, would make a difference anyway because he's been hurt every single year he's been in college and, and coming back, you're certainly risking getting hurt again. But, I mean, again, unless the, unless the medicals are just like the teams will not draft him, then it, it is crazy to me he would consider coming back. Did uh, Wisconsin get job last night on that uh... – yeah, offensive I mean, look, offensive pass interference. I I I didn't like the call. Um, I and certainly uh, I was texting with a couple coaches uh, during the game who uh, similarly felt that uh, uh, that was not a very good call. But did they get hosed? I don't know. I mean, I think the officiating has been fairly uh, mediocre in, in some big moments in some of these bowl games. Uh, saw it again last night in the, in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, certainly, it was an issue in, for some people in the um, in the Fiesta Bowl with Ohio State and Clemson. People felt like Clemson got too many calls. So there's a lot of beef about the officials going on right now. Uh, it's not an easy job. I know they're trying to do the best they can. Yada yada yada. Uh, I, I thought that pass interference call certainly hurt Wisconsin. I don't know that it cost them the game, but it was not a great call. And they certainly have a right to be furious about it. And, and Dan, I know this is an age-old argument as time has gone on, but there's just too many bowl games, too many bowl games that really don't matter. And uh, that's why the people, you know, watching or going to them just doesn't feel the same as it, as it used to when there weren't as many. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there may be something to that. But is there – what's the difference between, you know, 20 and 40? Well, it, it's just – a bunch more bowl games that either are on, that are on TV that people can either watch or not. Um, it, you know, it, it certainly doesn't affect my enjoyment of, of the Rose Bowl or the Sugar Bowl that that you're playing. You know, a game early on in the bowl schedule in Boca Raton uh, between two teams who I can't even remember. Like whatever, I watched a little bit. <laughs> right. like I watched a little bit of the game at the time. It was fine. It was cool. Like it was good content. Um, but there's no question. I, I think the bigger issue is that the playoff has sort of ruled everything and become so uh, huge to the point where a team gets to the Sugar Bowl, a team gets to the Orange Bowl, and a fan base kind of feels like it's a consolation prize uh, because they miss out on the playoff and there's not as much enthusiasm for those games. I think that is an issue. To me, that's bigger than whether or not there's more minor bowls that most people don't pay attention to anyway. Now, that's interesting. Um where are you on expand the playoff, Dan? I for, totally for, uh, forgot that well, uh, that's one of my – I love to push the 18 playoff narrative. Where are you at on that? Well, I mean, look, if you want to expand the playoff, uh, fine. Like, I think it will be cool. And 
you know, it would be fun to see some of these teams playing uh, quarterfinal games on campus. And, like, there's an upside to it for sure. Uh, but it's, on the other hand, if you in, increase the number of teams in the playoff, you're not increasing the number of really good teams. You're actually increasing teams like Oklahoma, uh, who got blown out by LSU. Like, that's the kind of team you're putting in the playoff. You know, you're putting in uh, Georgia and Baylor, uh, Georgia, who got blown out by 27 points in their SEC championship game, who we know cannot compete with LSU. We saw it on the field. So those are the kind of teams that you're putting in the playoff, and I don't know that that's actually going to make the playoff better, um, but it it would certainly increase the number of teams in the mix and Mm -hmm. down the stretch of the season and all that. But I I don't think the actual playoff games would would be any better than they are now. All right, Dan, I'll get you out of here with this one. Uh, uh, If you looked a month ago, a spread from Vegas on the Clemson-LSU hypothetical game a month ago. Clemson would have been favored by a couple points. Maybe Clemson by two, one and a half or two. LSU is now favored by four, five, or six, depending on where you look. Something seems off here, and everybody in the world is picking LSU. I love Clemson here. What, what are your thoughts heading into the national title game? Well, I just think it's people looking at the last part of the season where LSU – after they kind of looked like they might be pretty questionable on defense, they got a lot healthier. Grant Delpit got back to 100%. They got some guys back, uh, and they've really been good. They totally shut down Texas A&M. They throttled Georgia. They destroyed Oklahoma. And they just have the look of a, a team that's peaking right now. Now, whether they'll peak in two weeks at the um, Superdome, we'll see. And they're playing against a team in Clemson that is much more complete than anyone they played. They're you know, better defensively than the Alabama team they beat. They're way better offensively than the Georgia team they beat. So it's a different kind of challenge for LSU. But based on the way they've, they've finished, it's hard to pick against them. But certainly Clemson's got that championship DNA, and uh, and, and they've been great in, in big spots. So if you like Clemson in the game, go go in with Clemson. You're, you're not making a bad decision. But, you know, for me right now, I, I don't see anyone beating LSU. Ooh, good stuff. Dan Wolken, USA right. Today Sports. He's on Twitter at Dan Wolken. Coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show, there's a dark cloud hanging over the basketball world this morning. We'll get into that next. I'm Rob. Uh, I'm Jason McIntyre. He's Rob Parker, and this wow. is the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Rob Parker, uh-oh, sound the alarm, as you like to say. There is some interesting news on the NFL coaching front. We will get to... I can't wait for that. Uh, we got we to gotta verify it and um, sound the alarm. come up with our takes. But, uh, folks, you're going to want to stick around here. There is some news percolating. 
back here on the Dan Patrick Show. He is Rob Parker. I am Jason McIntyre. Um, Rob, I've done a pretty good job, I think, trying not to look on social media during the breaks. But um, Are they ripping you? Why would they rip me? Oh, I don't know. I'm like one of the friendliest guys. I'm I'm a big cuddly teddy bear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're uh, nice. I'm yeah. the bad guy. Well, I, I'm setting it up because of you're being the bad guy for this take. Um, no, there's no, there's no bad guy. Don't make it like that. Yeah, okay. All right. So uh, there was a passing in the NBA uh, last night. David Stern, the longtime commissioner of the NBA, uh, ushered the league in the 80s into greatness in the 90s and um, he passed away from a brain hemorrhage or complications from a brain hemorrhage. And you got to remember, I started covering the NBA back in 1987. Yeah, I was I covered watching the, league. the NBA in 1987. So, so I was around Stern, and I got to know him yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? And just dealing with the, the media and stuff. Let's, let's hold on. Let, let me just say, obviously, listen, tough time for his family. Sure. This prayers. guy was an icon in the NBA. You know, uh, he did a lot of great things, and, um, you know, uh, Thoughts and prayers with his family. I have no doubt about it. And the NBA family, everybody who uh, David Stern touched over the years. Um, and he did a lot of good things. You know, he started the WNBA. Of course, the leg grew, and uh, they had the uh, – he allowed the, the players when they started letting the Olympics, you know, in the Olympics, the dream team and whatnot. Mm -hmm. The only narrative I think that's a little uh, a little outside is the idea that uh, it was about his – promoting the players that changed the league. I, I just think David Stern was there when some really great players came around as well. Obviously, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird came, you know, when Larry O'Brien was the commissioner, and that started a change of the league. And then David Stern happened to be there as well when Michael Jordan came along. And I think that when you start to look back at the NBA and why it grew and why it came off of – tape delay. You you don't remember that. You're still a little young, but the uh, NBA Finals used to be on tape delay on CBS. 100%. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I mean, I know people probably are like, what? Yes, the games were already played, and they would replay them at 11.30 at night after your late local news. Um, and uh, I, I would say of, he, he, there's, there's a long list, if you look around, of stuff that David Stern was able to do. The one thing I think he really missed a boat on, and people I've talked to and friends of mine always go back to was the dress code and how that was handled with Allen Iverson and the hip-hop uh, culture. And I think that that was one of the swings and misses uh, that Stern had during his tenure. Uh, for some people, they thought, what's wrong with telling people to wear suits or whatnot? But it was bigger than that. And uh, you talk to some NBA players or whatnot and ask them honestly about who were in the league at that time, they, they 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 didn't think it was as cool as uh, a lot of people thought it was. Well, let's just say you, they, they, the dress code def, it wasn't suits. They had to at least look the part of a businessman. And they are business. As you can see, a lot of these NBA players have turned themselves, thanks to the NBA, into a business. I think Jay-Z said it's a business, man. I mean, LeBron is a business. Shaq is a business. Michael Jordan is the biggest sports it business was, ever. It was bigger than that. It wasn't. Yeah, it well, wasn't. I mean, listen, it's, is it a good look in, in the year after the malice at the Palace, a brawl where players are jumping into the stands? And by the way, I have defend. I know Stephen Jackson. I've done a lot of TV uh, with him. Uh, I talked to him a lot at FS1. I like Stephen Jackson. And I've defended Ron Artest for going in the stands. Nope. Somebody throws a cup of water you at you. You can't defend you know, that. You but can't, you, but you can't defend at the that. same time, the you narrative around that. the NBA after the mouths at the Palace was, man, look at these guys. 
they look, and you can enter all the words you want. I'm not going to say them. I don't need the, the, the heat this morning. I think about the, the dress heat. code was a good thing. I, I don't. As a fan. I don't. And if you talk to a lot of guys who were in the league, and I, I was around the league during that time. I just thought it was out of bounds. It was pacifying other people. And what you wear, as long as you come do your job, shouldn't matter for most people. And to sit on the bench or to take a – uh, charter flight in the middle of the night when nobody sees you, when you don't touch the public at all. That's totally different from flying on a commercial flight and you're in the public side. That's all I... As a, as I just a, as that, a professional that. athlete, you are in the public eye no, you're not. you go. No, you're not. You go to the private jet, no, you get no. off the private nobody jet, there are cameras. There are no, cameras. No, no, there are, there are no, cameras aren't. everywhere. No, there aren't. Go no, ask Baker Mayfield not on there's a part, cameras Not everywhere. on a private jet in the middle of the night. And the other part is, the other thing he did was he changed the basketball without consulting the players. That was another one. Do you remember? Even, I do not even remember that. Yeah, even, even Tim Duncan complained that the ball was good. And Steve Nash came out against it. And eventually, I give Stern credit. You know what he did? He went back to the old basketball because it just wasn't good enough. But uh, obviously, more stuff than bad, more good than bad yeah, for David Stern. I, I, I would be curious. I don't have an answer to this, Rob, but I just thought of it. So. I, all these players who are outfitted by apparel companies, Under Armour, uh, Adidas, Nike, I wonder if in the wake of the dress code, we saw an uptick in athletes in the NBA getting represented by these sneaker companies because they now are dressed up a little bit better. They're more appealing to the mainstream. I'm talking the mainstream. The people who the mainstream. That, okay, I'm talking about you, the housewives who watch Ellen DeGeneres. I, I'm just not buying that. I just think that uh, – I, I, I just totally disagree with that. I don't think it had anything to do with it. I just think that people want to re, um, revisionist history. It was a out-and-out – kind of knock on uh, black culture's clothes and what we were living and what was comfortable to us back at that time. A, it was. I don't know that it was knocking to black culture, especially but black culture, culture in the NBA when you're trying especially to Especially hip-hop culture. But I'm the just, NBA's not trying to appeal just to the hip-hop crowd. No, They're trying but, to appeal to housewives who can pump up their kids to go play basketball. But Why do you was, think Steph Curry is such a great... Uh, we're running out of time here, Rob. All right. He's Rob Parker. I'm Jason McIntyre. In on the Dan Patrick Show. Coming up next, is Tom Brady the worst quarterback in the playoffs? There are things that should not be. Copycat killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real-life horror story. He's inspired by the Joker. They do it because the acts give them power and control. The life is the kill. Life imitates art. And unfortunately, so does death. Real from Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast, Copycat Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz Von Orensteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. <laughs> 